Hi, guys. Happy Wednesday. Uh, I've got a little separate intro for this week's episode with Sadie because I cannot really go on without acknowledging last week. So, oh man, if you missed it, last week, it was my faith expansion episode and it was down to the wire. Tuesday night, I obviously release my episodes on Wednesdays and I almost pulled it. Like truly, honestly, I was 90% cold feet and I almost didn't release it until I realized I had nothing else to release that week. And I I didn't have a choice. Like, I really decided, I was like, I'm just not going to do it. And my brother, Rory, he's like, we don't have another one ready. It's Tuesday night. Like, what are you going to do? So I released it. Um, but I was scared because for a lot of reasons, it's just too real. It was too honest. And I thought it would be the end of me here in Utah, where I live. Like, I really thought my community would turn on me if I shared this level of truth on why I expanded outside of Mormonism. And I have to tell you how thankful I am to all of you because none of that happened. Quite the opposite happened, actually, because within a few hours on that Wednesday morning, just within within a few hours, I had thousands of listens, thousands of DMs. It's my most shared podcast. It is like blowing up. And I was pep talking myself the whole day on how to handle and prepare for all the hate I was sure I was going to get. I was positive. I was not prepared to get all the love. And I only got two mean DMs. That is all. In I've lost count of how many DMs and emails. The last I did, I I figured it was around 8,000. And that was like four days ago. It's only gone up. And there is not a time now that I don't open up my phone where I'm not, I don't have four new messages, like of four page long DMs or emails of people like spilling their guts out to me and thanking me for, for releasing my truth. And people are talking to their parents about this for the first time ever in a non-argumentative way. Moms are reaching out to me and they're saying, I, I finally understand my daughter. Thank you. Like one beautiful woman wrote a suicide note last week. She had a plan in action. She, a friend of hers sent my podcast to her and she listened and she thought that maybe there's hope for her. And she didn't follow through with her plan. Like, I'm losing my mind, you guys. It makes me emotional. The craziest thing I did not anticipate is that bishops, Mormon bishops, you guys, they reached out to me after their wives insisted that they listen to my two-hour rant on their church. And and now we're communicating, me and three other bishops together on healthier ways and strategies for them to talk to their troubled members, and especially to their youth. Like signs went up in church buildings after last week's episode on a bishop's, like in their room, like the, the what is it called? An office stating that minors in no way, shape or form need to feel obligated to do bishop interviews unaccompanied. And they do not have to talk about their personal bodies. And I'm like, what? I didn't think this would happen. I'm just in disbelief. And the community that I thought would take the most offense to me sharing my truth 
has actually been the community that most needed this exact exact episode out the most. And it expanded outside of Mormon people, Christians all across the board have related, like Catholic people, Baptist people, you name it. Like they've replied and they've all felt similar things and just have never had the words to say what they were feeling. But last week's show, it gave them the words to put to their feelings. So I think, I think I really thought that this was just about Mormonism. But I'm realizing now, after reading all of your guys' messages to me, it's just about culture. All of our different cultures. And and we've all felt things like what I talked about in last week's show in some small way before. Like we've all felt crazy for not going with the crowd wherever we were from. And and we all feel crazy for breaking the mold a little bit. And And we've all felt misunderstood for following our intuition and our soul when it's not another person who we love, when it's not their way and how they follow theirs. So I realized this expanded outside of my specific topic. It's not about Mormonism. It's just about life and following your truth and and even when it ruffles feathers because we only get one life. So we might as well make it as big and beautiful and as true to ourselves as it can be. And I think that our only, I just, I, I maybe it's our only job while we're here because the rest is bullshit. So... <laughs> I think it really is. So this week's episode with Sadie, it re- it was, um, we recorded a long time ago and she did not know I was sitting on my faith transition episode. A little kid is knocking on the door. Oh my gosh. You're going to continue to hear it. But so she had no idea and I wanted to do a podcast with her because I've been watching all that she's doing. She's like a mover and a shaker here in Utah and she's just good at educating the masses with her meditations and courses and she does like this hiking woman's retreat. And so so that's why I asked her on. What neither of us expected was that she would open up about her being the way she is while choosing to remain in her faith, which as luck would have it, is Mormonism. She's a current member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And she goes into it in her episode with me. And it's actually, it wasn't set to be released until like December, but after a week like last week, I know people are needing more. They want to go deeper. And I I can't get back to everyone. And the Libra in me just loves this balance, right? Like I'm I'm explaining why I had to leave last week. And Sadie is explaining why she chooses to stay in this week's episode. It's just perfect. Like it's complete. And I I believe in showing both sides of a story. So it just feels so right that I bump it up to release it now. And I know I said my podcast isn't and won't continue to be about faith, and I promise you it won't, but there's just so many struggling people out there that confided in me over this last week's show that I know that furthering this conversation along just this week with Sadie will be so beneficial to so many. So again, thank you guys so much. The way you comforted me and acknowledged my truth is something I will never forget. Mind-blowing to me what's, what's gone on this last week. So I appreciate you all so much, and I'm excited for you to hear Sadie's story this week. Let's get into it.
Welcome to another episode of Wake Up with Wesley. I'm your host, Wesley. And today I'm sitting here with Simply Sadie from, or Sadie Sabin from Simply Sadie (laughs) James. Sadie. I love it. Simply Sadie works too. I know, me too. Okay, do you know that when I first started this show, I recorded with Doug Cartwright. Yes. So he's our mutual friend. Love Doug. The minute we stopped recording, he was like, Wes, like I literally, we ended the show. I'm like, see you next week. And he was like, you have to meet Sadie. You have got to know Sadie. You have to know her. And I was like, oh, who's this? And he's like, she is a website or Instagram called Simply Sadie Jane. I'm like, I've heard of her. Yes. I'd seen your name floating around for probably like a long time. Yes. And it took him to be like, no, No. Mm -hmm. you have to know her. So I totally stalked you. And now I I get it. Well, here's the thing. When was that? Two years ago? Yeah. Was that? A year ago. A year ago? Because I remember him DMing me and being like, yo, you need to hook up with this homie. Like, <laughs> She's your homie. And immediately I was like, she totally is my homie. But it took me a second. It took us a second to connect, for me especially, just because this year has been insanity. Insanity. But I was like, enough is enough. I've been feeling super pulled since I moved back from Hawaii. I mean, I was only there for a little stint this summer. Anyway, but I'm like, I need it. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Let's connect. Well, I think that we can relate on a lot of levels. We're so into many. the same thing. We both yep. have three kids. Like we get each yep. other. We get totally. that weird adult friendship thing yes. that is like you love each other, yes. even though you hardly know each other yes. and you, you, we can't spend time. No. Like I have such limited time for 100%. friends. And resor- like you just get it. Well, and you feel like I think for me, as I've learned and leaned into my journey, I'm like those people and you know. Like, I'm like, I've definitely met her before. Mm-hmm. Like, I I feel connected in my soul. I think you, and as you start to heal and use more of your tools, you are more aware of who you're connected with and uh-huh. who you vibe with, which is an interesting journey for a lot of people initially too, especially because then they're like, wait, I'm not vibing with that person. And you're like, yeah, okay, it's time. It's Let it time. go. But it's hard. I mean, it's hard to do that, right? It's hard. It's uncomfortable, it but it honestly gets so much it's better. It's freeing totally it gets so much if you better. lean in. So you are all into mindfulness and you are someone online who has so many resources, just your Instagram, just thank your stories you. alone. Yes. Thank I you. get so much out of watching you. Thank you. I'm really learning a lot from you. And I feel like oh I know gosh. a lot. Thank like, you. Like, honestly, oh, yeah, totally. I, every time You've I watch your stuff, I, I learned something. Oh my gosh. Thank you. That means but so much. More than like the Instagram, you have an app, you have mm-hmm. courses, you do retreats. Like you are all yes. in on this self-love mindfulness journey. My favorite thing you do, my favorite thing that you, you're doing, you're doing it better than anyone else online. You're involving the kids. Yes. Oh my gosh. Have to. Thank you. That means so much. It's like, to. it's, I think that we think that these big topics are too much for our mm-hmm. little babies. Mm-hmm. In reality, they more easily absorb this than adults. Yes. Well, I think, I mean, it's our, it all started with my journey and then realizing, oh my gosh, if I had had these tools, because a lot of my journey is inner child work for me. I mean, everyone has to do that. Everybody's there, right? But yeah. I would look at my kids and be like, oh my gosh, they need this more than any, like I can't imagine having those tools, right? As a child. So It kind of just came really naturally because, I mean, they watch you what you do as well, right? So either whether it's yoga or sitting down and breathing or whatever. And then I'm like, okay, wait, I've like been primary chorister before. I've like been (laughs) primary president. I like can figure this out. I can use like my kid voice and like turn this on. Yes. And it just has been the most incredible journey for that because it's been, it was something as 
an afterthought initially, it seemed, right? But uh-huh. actually, it's been the most, one of the most beautiful pieces of what I offer. Like the kids' meditations are wildly popular and they've helped so many children. And I just feel as if, I mean, I'm only a vessel, right? For the highest good of whatever that is up there, that collective, that light. And I just feel so lucky that I get to bring it to that space. That's my phone. You know what? It What would it be without a phone going no, off? Totally. In this? I, we're just going to allow it. Yep. <laughs> Something. It was okay. just saying, it was like snapping. It was like, yes, I hear you. Uh-huh. Amen. That was like a yeah from, yeah, the, from the universe. Totally. So I actually want to go back and hear kind of how this started for you, your journey into self-acceptance, yeah. self-love, because, okay, I mean, that's where it starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to do, I'm going to try to do the faster version because it's a long, I mean, literally I could go back from childhood, but I kind of will, <laughs> but in a quick way. <laughs> I always do that. do that. I'm like, long story short, actually, no, it's actually, long. no, it's this not, is a it's long never, story. It's never a short story. Um, so I actually started blogging when I first got married in 2008. So I've been in this internet space for a really long time. And I was a registered nurse and I was a labor and delivery nurse. And I quickly, I blogged because I have a large family. I'll get to that. But I wanted to share my life, but it very quickly became something more of me like wanting to write and share that in a different way to an audience that didn't know me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it felt very much like, oh my gosh, this is what I'm supposed to do in my life. So I had like an Etsy shop with Rosetta headbands. It was not good. Like I've been on the ebb and flow <laughs> of creating, sharing for a long time since my, since I started my marriage. Um, And it was something that I've always felt drawn to do. Even as a young child, I was like, I want to share. Like, I feel as if I want to share my life and my voice in a weird way. And and it seemed even more weird because I was one of very many kids. My mom had eight kids. And then my dad left for a man who... For a man? Yeah. What? I know. Wait, Did you not kids? know this? No, I didn't know any of this. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I don't, I do talk about it. I've talked about it before, but not very often. And Wait, so, Mormon. Raise Mormon. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. LDS. And we were active and everything. And it kind of, I didn't find out my dad was gay until I read it in my brother's journal when I was 12, but mm-hmm. he, um, he's still married to the man. And um, it was really a difficult situation for everyone involved, obviously, but um, something you didn't really communicate with nor talk about because- especially of that time. Yeah, it was different. And eight kids, LDS culture. And he just was like, you know, and we have a really beautiful relationship now. And I'm really grateful that he chose a path of happiness for him Mm because I think that ultimately that's all that matters, right? Um, But it was, it definitely added a difficult uh, portion to that specific situation. So, um my mom remarried and he had six kids and I, he remarried, they remarried when I was almost eight. So there was 14 of us all together. Oh my gosh. It was crazy, crazy. And as I've done a lot of healing, I'm like, man, they were just doing the best that they could. Right. Mm -hmm. But it was like, it was, it was fine. But I, you would think that with 14 siblings, you wouldn't feel alone. I could, I just was always, I always felt so alone and I found comfort in food and I became, I think, I mean, I just had a lot of unhealthy relationships with food. And I think food addiction was something that stemmed up initially. And it was all about really, for me, looking for outside sources to help me find comfort. Mm-hmm. So if food wasn't enough in high school, I started struggling with eating disorders. And then I was looking for met like boys, other boys, other relationships for love. And I kind of did this ebb and flow of like, I'm fine, but I'm not fine 
but I'm fine. And I never did therapy. I never really like, because I was always wanting to be fine because I knew that there was so much chaos around me with my family, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I um, found my husband and in, at, at, in college and I'm trying to jump a little bit, but I graduated with my registered nurse degree and I... I just always told myself I'm fine, right? I'm fine. Like everything's fine. And I had never really dug deep and I'll get to that into like really who I was or what it meant to not be happy. And you or are preaching to the choir. I what get it meant. you so yeah. much right I now. I mean, I think a lot of people are like asleep, right? Like it's okay. I'm okay. Like yeah. this is what I'm taught. You this don't make waves. Yep. Because to go deep, you kind of rock the boat a little bit. And you don't want to mess up other people's lives. And you're kind of the rebel and you kind of like look down and I'm just like, don't want that. Like I didn't want that attention, but I also knew that I was special, just like all of us, right? Like we should feel that every single person on yes. this earth. But so. That, no, my gosh. No one has said this on the podcast yet. Like you're in the thick of it, yet you know you're good and special. Totally. At the same time. Yeah. Oh, I feel that. But the shame of that, like the shame of the quote unquote pride, right? Like I'm so much on the other side of that now. But initially I was like, wait, like I'm kind of a badass. Like <laughs> I kind of feel like I have a voice. Like I kind of feel like I have a mission on this earth. Like, yes. I need to like, this is like a big deal, you know? Mm-hmm. But it was like, no, like, be humble. Like, you're fine. Like, do you? And also, it was like, no, you're kind of worthless. Like, my self-worth was just, like, nowhere. And I'll get to that. But after my second son, I um, was working full-time nights as labor and delivery nurse. I was a primary president of over 350 kids. I was a disaster. I was struggling severely with postpartum depression. And I thought that losing weight would bring me happiness. I remember looking down at him and he was, I was breastfeeding him and I was like, you deserve so much better than me. And I deserve so much better than me. Like Mm -hmm. I could literally help a woman deliver, gosh, I could help a woman deliver a baby and be like, how powerful is that? Like I got to see very sacred spiritual things every time I worked. Right. And I couldn't feel that about myself. Like I didn't even know where to begin there. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I did the only thing that I thought would help. And that was lose weight. I'm like, that will totally bring me happiness. So I lost 80 pounds and I documented the journey and I shared it on my blog. And that's kind of when the trajectory of my blog exploded. Like all these women from around the world. Yes. These women were like, oh my gosh, I feel you. And I and I found the connection with women that I had found as a nurse. And I was like, this is it. Like this is what it means to want to 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 do what I've been wanting to do, which is connect to women everywhere. Um, and and yet I hadn't even started my spiritual journey. So um, I caught this hype of like, oh my gosh, people are following me. People are watching me. I have to. And then I was like, wait, but wait, I'm actually not happy thin. I'm actually a lot more miserable. Um, and I uh, was really like homies with the doctors and they gave me a prescription for Fendermine, which is like the drug that you take. It's like prescription speed and mm-hmm. you take it to lose weight and they just kept, I kept asking for it and they kept giving it to me because I don't even know why. I mean, because I were asked thin, and thin. I was very thin. Yeah. And they still were giving it to you. And not like healthy thin. I was like, and I struggled hard with body dysmorphia. Like I developed really intense mental disorders because I was so in like a weird mental space. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just, I was just in denial. Right. And I was like, oh, I'm happy. I fit into a size, whatever, you know, but really I wasn't. 
And then I moved to Utah. So I lived in Idaho at the time. I moved to Utah for my husband's job. And you can't like hide in Utah. Like you're safe in Idaho because you can like hide there. But like, but I didn't want to hide, right? I was like, oh my gosh. And I only had like, I didn't have very many followers on Instagram, but I started exploding the networking, the campaigns, the sponsorships, the modeling, but I was miserable. And I was like, at one point I had a fitness shoot and I have wrapped myself in saran wrap the night before. And I was, I mean, you would die if you saw the pictures. Cause I was like, I'm not, look at me, just look at me. I was so, it's really hard for me to go back to where I was then because I was in such a dark place. I was so disconnected from my family, from everything, from everyone. Um, around that same time, about a year before that, uh, my brother, one of my my stepbrother um, took his life. And there was just so many different difficult things that I just wasn't dealing with. And then um, and then I was like, everyone was like, are you having more kids? And I'm like, no way. Like I am a slave to my weight. I will never get pregnant again. I was just such in a, in a weird space. And the body dysmorphia got even worse. And the phenamine got even worse. And um. I was just like, it's either like, I don't know what, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to find happiness. Cause I'm just not happy no matter what I did. And my sister, oh my gosh, God bless her. Cause I literally feel like she's a huge, I mean, huge piece to my life-saving journey. And at that point I really was like, I either find something or I'm not, I just don't find happiness on this life. I'm not going to be here anymore. So she called me up and she's like, Sadie, one of my friends said that they said a prayer about finding a therapist and they heard the name Dennis Parker, hypnotherapist in Farmington. She lives in Montana. I had never been to therapy before ever. And I was mm-hmm. like, hypnotherapy, what is that? And at this time, I did not know anything. I was always, always empathetic, always very sensitive of people's energies and had situations as a child, um, interactions with spirits that scared me, right? So I shut it all down. But I was like, I'll do anything. So I went to hypnotherapist for the first time and it changed, it completely changed my life. After one time. After one time, it completely changed my life because what happened, and I go into this a little bit deeper, uh, like on my blog, there's like a, a, I I have a story about this whole experience where it kind of goes into it deeper, but um, essentially what happened was my, my conscious mind, my, my clear mind, like what I'm seeing, which is I'm like looking at you, Wesley, and my subconscious mind, which is like my mind that holds my address, my phone number, they were able to communicate with each other. And really Dennis, the hypnotherapist was just a facilitator. And I was able to go back into and do inner child work for the first time. This was 2015. And I was like, wait a second, I actually can heal myself. Like, hold on. Cause mm-hmm. you, I was told my whole life I was a daughter of God. I had no idea what that meant. None until that very moment when I was like, wait a second, I, I have the power. Like I can actually do this. I just didn't even know how to access that, uh, access spirituality, access my soul, access my spirit, access my energy within me. Right. And it changed my life. That exact around that exact same time. I'm not kidding. Like within that same week, I took my very first yoga class and I was forced to sit in my shit, mm-hmm. sit in my pain, sit in. I couldn't run away from the tears, from the discomfort. Um, and yet I was able to also listen to my body for the first time and let it move the way it wanted to. And it was as if my whole life shifted and changed. And since then, um, my life has shifted and changed and there's not a day that goes by that doesn't bring new challenges and discomfort and yet it's like the most incredible journey and it's my mission 
and it will be for the rest of my life to awaken people, specifically women, mm-hmm. and I think kids, obviously, to this idea of the creator within them. Um, because that's why we're here. Like, that's why we're here. And I think that kind of ties into like what we want to talk about, because I was always told we were here for a test. And I just believe that the test is so much different than what we were, the, than what I was taught. Oh, right. And the test. It's not a test. Yeah. We're in class. Totally. We're in class. It's not a test. But I also feel like, so it's interesting because as I've opened up this energy vibe to my audience, to my readers, my beautiful women that follow me, it's been scary in a way, but also scary the way where you're like, oh my gosh, yes, this is exactly what I'm mm-hmm. supposed to do. And it's a little, it's different. It's totally different. Like I'm teaching chakras to LDS women, right? And I'm still LDS and it's, and it's not even, I was so nervous about teaching chakras to LDS women when actually it's been dif- more difficult to teach women that we um, are gods ourselves. Cause a lot of Christian women really struggle with that because, and, and it's, I'm there's a no in no way do I have any judgment for anybody's beliefs, but it's been interesting to see um, how much that's triggered in some people because they think that God is one God. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's who we worship. And as much as I can appreciate and love that, like we are not meant to be here and then die and go knit sweaters for Jesus in yeah. heaven. Like yes. that is not our plan. Sadie, I'm like tripping out <laughs> right now. The, I, I like I know that the people who listen to the show here understand this but for all the other world yes they're like what does this mean like it is such an ingrained culture and it's a culture i love yes i walked away but i took everything i loved about it with me like i love 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 mormon culture my best friends my family are still mormon yes like i teach my kids mormon fundamentals because i think that the mormon fundamentals are all like it's like it's it's for everybody yep so you are doing this thing where you're bridging this gap. Mm-hmm. 100%. And honestly, Wesley, I love, first of all, I love what you said because, and I think we'll get into this a little bit more, but like, I think that there's so much truth in so many different places. And yet what happens, I mean, really, if we want to go down to it and get into it right now is we get, we, we victimize ourselves so much and mm-hmm. then we get so much bitterness and we allow our emotions to take over when really they're just visitors to teach us, Right. And so it's like, instead of understanding the truths and healing from the things that we don't agree with, there's so much bitterness that happens um, in both sides, right? Whether you leave or whether you stay. Um, and and that is not going to help anybody. Like if there's one thing I've learned this year specifically, it's that animosity towards anybody, towards anyone will not get you anywhere in life. I don't yeah. care what happened or what's been done. Like I've... There's been a lot of really heavy, painful things that have happened to me in my life. And I know without a shadow of doubt, like in 2015, I was in a dark place enough and had a lot of things happen to me from from people in the church, from people really close to me, really hurtful things that I wanted to leave. I was bitter. I was like, I'm out. Like, this Mm -hmm. is not. But I felt very strongly that I should stay Um for a lot of reasons, but being accountable for my truth. And I know that like, let's a huge disclaimer, like everyone's truth is very, very different. We need to honor that. But it's been an interesting, difficult journey, first of all. And, and also I've had to really be grounded in my accountability because it'd be really easy 
to be bitter, be mm-hmm. really easy to be upset. And I just think like life is too short. Like we have to savor the goodness that we can have heal, right? Heal from the bitterness, heal from the pain. That's important. But then don't let it take it over. Don't let you, cause then you, where, where, where are you going to go? Cause then you leave and then you're bitter. And then it's like, then what? Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that that's such a huge piece because it's been a huge piece in my healing as far as where I'm at. Um, and I just think it's not an easy path necessarily. I don't think any path is easy, but as I've tried to like ebb and flow into this place, um, I knew it would ruffle feathers, but yeah. I'm also kind of always been used to that. Like I'm a little bit, I've had a lot of pushback from close people in my life, um, because I am a little bit looked at as like this quote unquote rebel. And yet it's been rad because I've also connected closer to Christ and to God because of that. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, I have to be so certain as far as where my path leads and not let outside sources feel that because that happens a lot in organized religion. Right. And so, and I also have, I mean, I feel like I'm just talking and talking. But no, I like, I so like am say. drinking it in. <laughs> okay. I'm like, keep going, keep going. I'm like, this is so annoying. I can't <laughs> shut up. But I feel like I, I feel like I have to be so um, careful every single day to be honest and honor myself because this is my path and I know that it could change, right? I know that I could change. And yet, um, as I've honored that more inspiration has come to me more understanding. And, and it was, I kind of brought in this meditation concept before it was even like cool and not even cool, but like even understood or accepted to a place where it's not understood. Right. The LDS culture, I mean, it's so funny because you look in so much context and articles and past whatever, and there's a lot of talk about pondering. And they just, it's just not understood, right? I there's so have much said difference. this for forever. Every, we're saying the exact same things and we yes. use different verbiage. 100%. But there is so much fear. There's just so much fear. And that's that's the truth, honestly. And I think... Honestly, I think so many people are so afraid of doing something quote unquote wrong that they refuse to listen to the intuition inside them and they lose that, right? And I believe strongly with my whole heart that there is a space for not just inspiration from God, but also inspiration from your higher self intuition. Like God, like if we really understood what it meant to be a daughter of God, that's where it all ties back to this test. Like I truly believe that's why we're here to learn how to become godlike to learn how to become a god mm-hmm. and it's what better what better test than to be stuck in these beautiful malleable imperfect ego driven bodies with this spiritualness this spirituality this spiritual body inside to figure out okay and then also bring in the worldly trials and pain and anguish and Everyone else has their own accountability. So anything can happen to you if 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 it does, because you can't control them, mm-hmm. right? And um, when I really understood that, I was like, okay, but okay, so that's really the case. Like, and if Christ is my brother and God is my like father or homie or brother as well. Like, <laughs> what are my possibilities? Yeah. What are my possibilities? Right. And I just 
I just feel like I, I just have to share that with people. I have to, I have, especially, um, women in the church, um, so you're from coming from a stance where they do not contradict one another. This mindfulness work, this mm-hmm. meditation, this going inward, it is not in conflict oh, no. with the teachings. Totally. And so many women are confused. Mm-hmm. Some some people think that it is mm-hmm. in direct conflict with what the church has to offer. Totally. And you are just teaching people that that's not the case. I think that they go actually hand in hand. 100%. It almost like is like a power pack, like yep. a booster pack on yep. your faith. Yep. Like you can go even farther, even yep. faster. It's like you live in this world of, to me, inner child work is forgiveness. It's the atonement. 100%. That is what it is yes. for me in my healing. in my case. It's yes. healing. Letting go, like honoring that power that you have within you. And once we harness that, like I did a meditation last. So when COVID hit, I did a meditation every night. Like, I don't remember how many, a lot. Um, and one of them was during Easter and it was about Christ and understanding that he's teaching us to be the ultimate healer. He's teaching us he's the ultimate shaman, right? Mm -hmm. And we, by, I mean, we learn that he's our brother. Like imagine the gifts that we have, if we could really harness them. This is not about pride. This is not about, because, because if we were to harness those gifts, if we were to harness his energy, then pride has no no space for that anyway, because it's all about love for yourself. And then, and then all you want to do is love others and give to others. Right. Mm. Um, but going back every time, every, every, every time, time the it's computer a t- agrees. <laughs> it's Rory's computer. Damn it. He left his thing on. Oh, well, I love it. He's like, I hear you. Yes. I feel you. Um, okay. Wait, I was going to talk about what you said as far as oh, going back to, Oh, everything tying into each other. Like, so the way I explain even chakras to to even just Christian women in general is it's just a way to connect our physical and our spiritual bodies because we allow emotions to run and and really run our bodies like mm-hmm. like we are like I could look at you and be like you really hurt my feelings like you did this to me you're the reason why I'm so mad right we give so much power to not just emotions but people in general and and chakras are just a way to understand and regulate those emotions within us. And so it's like, thank you, God, for giving me a gift. Thank you for giving me something to connect my spiritual and physical body together, right? Yeah. And also, so many people are like, crystals, like, wait, are you worshiping a false god? And I'm like, let's like rewind and realize that God created this earth from matter everywhere. Here's the thing. I don't believe that he was like, I'm going to take this thing that's like not going to have any relevance to anything. Like, because mm-hmm. you realize as you study more about the earth, minerals, everything has energy and everything has a piece. And why wouldn't it have a piece to help us? Like, God is not God-fearing. And for a long time, I believed that. God is like a really, he He wants us to succeed. He wants to just love us. He wants us to love him. Um, and he wants us to love ourselves. And so harnessing these things that he has put in place of this earth for us to help for us to feel we live in such a material world such a fake like with our concrete and our 
paved roads. We get so lost with artificial light, artificial hair. I'm all into that, but like nothing. Totally. Our food is artificial. Everything is so artificial, which then disconnects us. Like we feel so confused and tired and sad, right? And for a lot of people, I think in the LDS culture, when they feel sad, they feel even more confused because they think I'm doing everything I was told to do and yet I'm not happy. And then they shame themselves for that. And then they feel like they need to repent for that one. Really, it's like, listen to your body. It's an indication. 1,000. Yeah. 1,000 percent. Oh, my god. Good grace. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's been an interesting it's been an interesting journey being on the bridge between the church and the the outside of the church, I guess you can say, but there's light in both places. And I believe that there are things in both places that I won't I don't agree with. Mm-hmm. I've learned to really sink down deep to my core beliefs and my roots and search for my truths beyond my you know, um, family's truths and even like the truth necessarily of like the foundations of the church. Like, what do I believe? And that took a lot of work, a lot of accountability. And courage. Yeah. I think it's brave to kind of go there. Totally. Yeah, I absolutely think so. I think I almost feel like there's, I mean, I do, there's a lot of beauty and ignorance is bliss. However, when you search for more light, the light is so much brighter and yet the dark is so much darker. Mm-hmm. And that's just because you're growing, right? You're growing and you're building. That's what this world is. Like, that's what this life is. Like, you have conflict, you have discomfort. What are you going to do about it? You have to, there's only raising your vibration. There's only looking up. There's only moving forward if you can be accountable for that. Um, and I think it's also bravery because there's things that you're going to find that you're not going to like. And I wish that that was more... And I think we're getting there. Um, and I have to be careful by like, wishing things because I think everything happens in the right time. But that's it's important, I think, for people to be okay with not agreeing with everything. Yeah, I agree. Um, but that's scary because you're told to agree with everything. Um, but I just don't think it needs to be done. Like I think you can be a really great member and also have your own opinions and views. Um, it just takes a lot more, more work. <laughs> What's up? It's Rory. I'm shaking things up. I've decided to give you a break from Wesley's voice because we all need it. Just kidding. Why else would you be listening to Wesley's podcast if you didn't want to hear it? Either way. All right. I'm talking about Ned Sleep Blend. If you're like me and you're a night owl and it's not by choice, this is an awesome solution. So Wes knows about my horrible sleeping habits. And like I said, it's not by choice and I refuse to take pills. I just don't like them. I never have. I'm not into it. Um, Sometimes I would try taking a little hit of weed and that does work for me. But I then fall down the rabbit hole of being on YouTube for six more hours and watching too many Netflix shows. So this was the perfect alternative. Ned's Sleep Blend is just natural stuff. It has a botanical blend of natural sleep aids that have been used in traditional medicines to promote healthy sleep for centuries, I guess. I didn't know that. That's cool. 
Um, I get to sleep faster, I stay asleep longer, and I never have that stupid, groggy hangover that all those other things give me. This tincture blends wildcrafted botanicals, 750 milligrams of CBD made from single-source full-spectrum hemp oil, and CBN. CBN is a cannabinoid with more sedative qualities than CBD. CBN can be used to relieve pain, stress, and sleep issues in addition to offering antibacterial, anticonvulsive, and anti-inflammatory properties. Uh, these two ingredients, so CBD and CBN combined together, create a natural sleeping aid that leaves me feeling clear and rested. Isn't that what we all want? All you gotta do is just take it an hour before bed. So you just shake the bottle up, give yourself a drop underneath the tongue, hold it for 60 seconds, Swallow it down and get some sleep. So Ned products contain a minuscule amount of THC. And I think the science is less than 0.3% as allowed by law. This level of THC makes Ned full spectrum hemp a non-psychotropic, meaning you're not going to get high and get on YouTube for six more hours and see the sun come up. Isn't that great? If you want to check out Ned and try their sleep blend for yourself, we have a special offer for the Wake Up With Wesley audience. Go to www.helloned.com Wesley or enter Wesley at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D dot com slash Wesley, W-E-S-L-I-E to get 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Thanks, Ned. It's weird because I, I walked away from the church in love, not in anger, yes. not in bitterness. That's so beautiful. I and, and I had my moments. I'm not going to like. Totally. I did. I did. I had totally. my moments. But really, I've gotten to a place where I feel so good about where I am. And I've actually completely, it's like I'm not born again Christian, but like I I read the Bible, like the yeah. whole Bible as not a Mormon person. Yeah. And I'm absorbing that in a different way. And even then I'm like, oh, are there things I'm doing that are not in adherence to that? So it happens everywhere, LDS communities, outside of LDS, yes. LDS communities. But what I've come to land on is that just like we eat healthy for our body and just like we go to therapy for our mind, that's all that this is, this energy work, this inner child work. It's clearing these things like our chakras for yes. our body. It's yes. a tool. It's it's real. It's yes. tangible. Like plant medicine, for example, like I did plant medicine. That's equivalent, I think, in my opinion, to someone going to therapy weekly. Yes. I just did it in a condensed, you know, in a week. 100%. And I think we have these different vehicles to get to the same place. Yes. It's just what is your vehicle of choice? If it feels good to you, if it feels true to you. Hop in that car. Yep. And if it doesn't, don't get in that car. Yep. Stay in your car. Yep. But I really, I get, I see what you're doing. And I think it is so powerful because I know that your intention behind all of this is just to help women. Show them that there is, there's more. You can be where you are and be happy where you are. And there's also more to do. Yes. That brings life. Well, and I think it goes like you just said, it's so perfectly West, like it's in and out of the church. And I think, I think we are on a journey of healing bottom line. And so that's going to happen whether you're in or you're out, right? Especially if there is, I mean, I'm constantly, I'm constantly a student. I'm never going to say, 
I mean, I think there are a couple things that I know for sure. Like I know there's light. I know there's source. Like I know that we all come from that. I know that love will heal the world, right? But as I've opened up my eyes more to all of this, like what if everybody is so fearful of what come of what of the new of what is brought up of chakras of meditation of um even plant medicine right like what mm-hmm. if everyone's so afraid because really it's actually that they're they're like wait this is this is actually calling to me they're resisting going there and i mean fear is so misunderstood in so many ways and that's like a whole nother podcast in and of itself because there's like so much that isn't even real mm-hmm. <laughs> nor is fear however I think it's just misunderstood because it's so much of a call. Like if you feel like imagine, so in my kids' meditations, I talk about anxiety. There's an anxiety meditation I do for kids. And one specifically, and I don't use this voice. I'm like, okay, guys, that's kind of my kid's (laughs) voice. But I talk about the butterflies in our belly. And what if we changed the feeling of that anxiety to excitement? Because they they both are a little bit hand in hand. You get butterflies with both, mm-hmm. right? They're both deep in your solar plexus in your belly. And I think we misinterpret so much. I mean, it goes back to intuition. We, we, we misinterpret what's calling to us because of that fear, because we resist. We just get scared. We resist. Like, what if, what if I actually search and nothing is even calling to me? What does that even mean? What does that even mean for my life? But I see... I see it because I've been there and I would not be on this earth if I didn't search for the healing powers that God has brought on this earth for us to ignite. All the different modalities of them. That there's light outside of the church. And I know, I know that people know that. And I think that there's just so much fear that is misunderstood, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And it can be it can be so beautiful and it can be in all in the same places. And I don't believe, and all this is with a disclaimer of like in a year, I could think something's totally different, but that's what's so beautiful. Right. But mm-hmm. all this to say, there's things also that I've learned, like I said before, that I'm like not vibing with as far as inside my religion. But I, I have to believe that I can actually be my own person and believe my own things and do my own thing. Like we are so stuck on labels we just want so badly to be mis- to be understood. We want so badly to be accepted. We want so badly to be like, oh, I'm like that or I'm like that. When really, like, we are so all we are all so different. And I wish I wish we could embrace that so much more, mm-hmm. because then there wouldn't be a box that we have to fit in. Because there is no box. Like we don't fit in any box. You it's know? our need for belonging. Totally. But interestingly enough, like we look outside ourselves. What would happen, Wes, if we actually just looked inside ourselves for for the belonging? Because then we would find it. That's what changed my life. When I stopped trying to belong to another, I started to belong to me. Totally. That changed my life. Yes. And that concept is a constant healing because especially, I think especially, and this is kind of being bold, but I think especially in the LDS church. And I don't know about any other religions. I've never been in a part of any, but um, we get so caught up in using other people outside of ourselves to heal and to help that we miss the point of coming back to ourselves and understanding that that connect. And that's what I want to bring 
it's not that I want to overshadow something or not, but so many women are suffering. So many women, especially in the church, because they feel confused, because they don't feel satisfied, because they don't feel fulfilled. And they don't understand that they have that power within them to empower Mm -hmm. themselves and that it connects. God wants us. Imagine, imagine being God and like looking down and being like, I just want you to understand your power. Like, I want you to be happy. Like, I want you to understand that you have choices, that it's not about good or bad at all Mm -hmm. in any way. It's about experiencing and questioning. I mean, the whole church, the whole reason the church came about was because a 14-year-old boy questioned. I always think about that. And I'm like— He wasn't going with the flow. No, we're meant to ask. Mm-hmm. He wants us to know. Like, he wants us to ask. And not just him, but the high, our higher self, the un, our, our universe, everything that's connected in that. Um, so what do you think— for the women listening, and they're like, I don't know how to start. Yeah. It feels big. It's this big mountain that they have to climb, and you almost like have to get your family on board and explain yourself and do all the things. So, how do you even start? Yeah. So, I think for so long until this year, because I've had a lot of really pivotal, difficult things this year, it didn't seem like I don't talk a lot about being a bridge. But I think it's when you start to obviously see what I do, you you notice that. Mm-hmm. However, um, it starts with the self-love, like very elementary word self-love, although that is literally the most intricate, difficult thing to like, how do you even start there? But when you find yourself, when you start healing and when you start to look at yourself, then you start to unlock what you can even believe and what you can even like what to even start the journey of questioning. So for me, with that being said, I have a whole like 90 day self-love course and the beginning of it, the premise, the very end, like the very first step is mindfulness is literally closing your eyes in stillness and sitting with your thoughts, which is not something any of us do. In fact, what you just said is so important. You sit with your thoughts. You don't try to be thoughtless. No, yeah. You, you recognize yes. the thoughts. Yes. Meditation is literally a single point of concentration. It's not clouds. It's not anything. It's literally holding on to a, one single thought. I'm not really holding it on. It's like an ebb and flow, like a wave. However, when they come up, it's important to acknowledge, like, why am I hearing? Like, what is, what is this? What is this that's coming up? And you don't, we live... <laughs> We live like 95% of our, our consciousness in our subconscious. So we're constantly, how, when do you like wipe your counters in your kitchen and not think of anything other than wiping your counters <laughs> and look at your hand and look at the wrinkles on your fingers? Oh my or, gosh, I've, I, you're right. No, you're literally like, okay, no, right next, like, okay, wait, you're, cause that's what moms do. They like juggle. So you're wiping counter with one hand, you're stirring the oatmeal with another, you're blocking the toy that your son's going to run into you with your right foot. And yes. with the left foot, you're like dialing someone's phone number. Like you're constantly doing that. Yeah. And we live in this world of chaos and women specifically LDS women are held at the most insane standard have millions of kids, look incredible while you do it. Also make sure you do every intricate meal and every holiday specifically placed with five different silverwares mm-hmm. and and make and sure hold all a your calling. clothes and hold a calling. So do a lot of service for your church, but also do service outside the church, but also like have sewing on the side or maybe like teach piano. Like 
it is so exhausting. Like even just feeling that I can feel that heaviness and it's so exhausting. And we always, always, we always move. We always give, especially with our hands. Like we are always giving and serving and helping and holding and loving everyone else but ourselves, Mm -hmm. but ourselves. And I don't remember a time in my childhood, in my learning of the church where I was where I was taught to find that within myself, taught to like give back to myself, right? Um, and it's just such a disconnect and that's where you have to start. You have to force yourself. You have to force yourself because it's not easy. It's and it doesn't come naturally. Nope, not at all. It's the hardest thing you'll ever do. It's way harder than going on a, going out and working out, right? But it's where you start. It's where you start to see your shit. It's where you start to be like, okay, wow. And usually the second you start sitting down and stillness, don't move your body. Like you, Vipassana meditation is very, very pivotal because it slows down your central nervous system. So every, all your senses slow down so that you can then really communicate with your mind. And then you see things and then it's like, wait, okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm okay. I'm safe. Why am I crying? I don't even know why I'm crying. Why, why am I crying? Wait, why am I not happy? I have like this quote unquote perfect life doing everything quote unquote perfect. Why am I not happy? And then you look inside and you're like, okay, wait, but that wasn't okay. Like, I'm not really happy. Oh my gosh. Like that really affected me Mm -hmm. because we do like, we live in a really privileged place. And I think a lot of people, they are really blessed. We're really blessed culture. However, that does not uh, that does not diminish, that does not like take away from the pain that you feel mm-hmm. as a person. And we all have pain. We all have trauma. Um, So mindfulness, breath, like t- taking it, because I kind of, I mean, we jumped really far into like, this is five years of work, of understanding, oh my gosh, wait, I can actually be my own person and be in this community and that's okay, right? But it took so much painful healing Mm -hmm. and yet I would do it all over again and I would do all of it all over again any I mean the the things that have happened in my life the pains and the trials I know that they're all working for me all of them I was just assaulted this summer sexually assaulted and I heard about this I mean talk about (laughs) talk about being knocked down when you're like already like with everything so many things and you're like a grown woman. Like, I know. I know. Three kids With married. Three kids. It was, it's been a trip and I'm still very much continuing to heal. But I feel like I would lose my mind specifically. Like, let's even go back to like the start of COVID. I would lose my, I would have lost my mind if I didn't have those tools in my tool bag. I have a kid's self-love course where we talk about the toolbox of power. And it's like the, the ruler of affirmations <laughs> and like the ladder of breath work and all those different things because... And that's why everyone lost their minds when COVID hit because they're like, wait, I my life is different. This discomfort is not normal. I have to sit still. Like I have to be in my home. There was no busying yourself out of it. Yeah. We distract so that we don't have to look. Like we distract so we don't have to feel because what's going to happen when we feel? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, like maybe you'll see actually what you want in your life and that's okay. It's scary. Um, these retreats work, I'm I'm just about to go to take them on this healing journey and we talk about our legacy. 
what does that legacy look like beyond? Wait, you ask each woman on the retreat what their legacy will be. Yeah. Oh so at the very gosh, end, I love that word. Yeah. Their legacy. Yeah. So I mean, you talk, you think about legacy, right? Like that's like when somebody writes their legacy, it's in the obituary. They're already gone. But it's so much more. Like, what if we were to write our legacy now? What if I've we were never to celebrate our life? I like no? really. I need to do this. <gasps> yes, you do. Oh my gosh. Yes. So wait, we need to back up because how often do you do? People are going to ask. So you do a retreat once a year, normally twice a year. Oh, twice. However, a year. I, 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 I keep noticing how many times I'm saying. However, I like, like it. This is my you're very word well apparent. spoken. This <laughs> is a very. This is a fun podcast. I for love me. you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so. <laughs> Before COVID, I was going to do a tour. I do these self-love workshops, and they're really rad. They're like self-love movement. You learn self-love and awareness through movement. It's a lot of yoga. I'm a, I'm a yoga teacher, energy worker, credentials. You know, those are important, I guess. But And then I take them through like this journaling journey. And then my retreats are obviously longer. These ones are four days, these backpacking retreats. And then I wanted to do yoga ones like in Bali and stuff, but COVID. Yes. So I'm sure you'll see a lot of everything. But currently, I'm doing two different backpacking retreats, spring and fall. And my spring one got canceled because of COVID. So we're going this week and we're doing them in Canyonlands. I have a co-guide who's amazing. And we go out and backpack with 12 women who've never backpacked before. We provide all of their gear. Um, backpacking is and something. And you like camp. Oh, yeah. Like everything you need for three days is on your back. And you don't have a man to pack it for you. And you don't have, I think... I think the the one thing, maybe the second thing that will heal us beyond love, obviously, and this is just a, a an umbrella under that, is the earth. Mm-hmm. Like, we were really lucky to be quarantined where we are, mm-hmm. right? Because Utah is so full of that, the energy there. So I take them down to Canyonlands, which is by Moab, which is South Utah. And the red rock beyond is just beyond healing. And it's like Mars there. There's no service. So literally, like you leave your phone in their VRBO (laughs) and you have no access, which flips moms out, right? When the first time I did that, I was like, wait a second. To be truly connectionless to your children. Maybe for the first time in their lives. First time. 100%. I'm like, if something happens, I will not know for three days. Yeah. I'm like, how is this okay? But then you think like literally people used to do this in the 1800s for like months, right? <laughs> or even in the 80s when people didn't have cell phones. Totally. Like it wasn't even that long ago. <laughs> 1800s, 80s. I mean, it's all. <laughs> we just are so, same. we're so impatient. We're yeah. so obsessed with connecting always. And we lose that. What are we missing out connecting out here, right? Outside of ourselves. What what connection are we missing out in here? Mm-hmm. We don't even know what that means. We don't even know. And so these women um, get to go on this journey with me. And it's not just, I mean, backpacking alone is exhausting and beautiful and powerful. And there's nothing more empowering truly than packing your own stuff and being like, all right, everything I own, everything I need to survive for the next three days in the desert is on my back. And I'm going to do it myself and I'm going to pack up my, and I'm going to make my tent and I'm going to boil my water and I'm going to make my water, make my food. And I'm going to sit in stillness because the beautiful thing about Canyonlands is it's so desert. There's no sounds. It makes like 
your ears vibrate. You hear the stillness. I've heard that where you hear the nothingness. It's almost deafening. 100%. It's powerful. It's very energetically powerful down there. Um, and they, they're, these women come from all over, all different walks of life, all different religions, and they all are just in search of healing and empowerment. And we lose that a lot because motherhood's really, really, really freaking hard. And it's constant. And in order to heal, that disconnection has to happen. That cord, energetic cord cutting, right? Mm-hmm. Because we have to understand and believe that we can still have empowerment and still have our own legacy, mission, drive. And I don't, I don't necessarily mean that you have to be an entrepreneur, but I also do, I do mean that you should still have your voice and your truth. Um, yourself. Yourself. You keep yourself. One I lost myself in motherhood. 1,000%. But not just that, like with your spouse. Yeah. And I mean, that goes back a little bit to organized religion too. Like we get so caught up in our identity being with our spouse that that is what brings us ultimate um, power, ultimate life. And really, and well, in the Mormon religion, you have to be sealed to your spouse to get to the highest degree. So there's a lot of significance to your spouse for men and women. Yes. And I believe that you can still be your own powerful person. I also believe that there's a lot of things we don't understand, right, on this earth. Yeah. And so as I've tried to understand what I believe and what I don't believe, specifically inside the church, I know what I'm very grateful for this concept of intuition because as I've navigated, Jeff and I have had a really, we've had an interesting marriage because we've never seen eye to eye in a lot of things. And I have been met with a lot of um, conflict. And however, as I've prayed through that and as I've connected with God, I very much have felt this peace, like, keep going, Sadie. Specifically, we'll go to one specific. I mean, there's two really specific um, examples, but modesty, for example. Uh, The first time I showed a picture of my stomach for fitness purposes, this was way before my spiritual journey, Jeff was really upset. Um, But he wasn't necessarily upset because he wanted to keep me his he was just thought that it was wrong because he thought you weren't supposed to share mm-hmm. your stomach he also was really nervous about what his family would think what other people would think what our neighbors would think and i um i i was like it's not wrong yeah like i know it's okay and i had to do a lot of praying i had to be like okay is this like it goes back to this accountability thing right um and he didn't like it at all and i was like listen like i love you but like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is my path. And I know that showing my stomach is not wrong. And I don't care how many hundreds of comments I've gotten from women being like, thank you for showing your stretch marks. Thank you for being real. Thank you for showing this or this. It never made it okay. And yet, um, I had a very, I always had a very distinct feeling that God was had my back, that he was like, Sadie, you keep going. I'm going to get emotional because the very first time, I will never forget this. 
but I was very young. Oh man, what, how old? Like maybe not super young, high school. And I felt so alone. I felt so alone. And um, I remember kneeling by my bed and being like, please, I've always searched to feel something more. Like I would literally like pray to say, please, Jesus, sh- show yourself to me. <laughs> like I still always. pray that. <laughs> totally. Like writing notes to him and putting them underneath a pew in the church. Like, oh. please. Because oh I God. just knew. I just knew, you know. And one time in high school, I, I mean, this happened multiple times, but the very first time I was like, please, like I feel so alone. And I remember feeling heaviness on my back. Like he oh. had wrapped his arms around me. And my back felt warm and I could feel like the warmth of like arms um, around like my clavicles and I can still feel it if I close my eyes and feel it. And I felt, and at that point in my life, I felt very confused about what I believed, about why I was so sad, none of it, right? And I think that that was a very pivotal point for my life because I knew, I knew what felt right and what felt wrong in the moment of like complete despair, complete surrender, complete like no ego, no ego is involved because your intuition is not emotional. And so if you are listening from a place not driven by hate or bitterness or or um or shame and you just listen you can feel that comfort and that was so important for me and i had no idea how much that moment would carry me throughout my life because there were so many moments um as a married temple going woman that i was like why am i like this why do I feel like it's okay to do these things that people are telling me it's not? And I knew it was because God was telling me that it was okay. And it has nothing to do with other people. It has nothing to do with even my husband, really. And that is extremely a very unpopular opinion. But I knew that if I kept going, it was important. And I've had huge stumbling blocks and I've not perfect and I've totally messed up, but um, I stick with that feeling of knowing that I can have discernment over me, knowing that like God will continue to inspire me. Even this is a triangle, meaning like, and it's not even really a triangle. I almost feel like it's a square where like I have God and Jeff has God and him and I are connected and that should be mutual, mutually respected. Absolutely. But I'm not going to disregard my intuition because he tells me that something's wrong mm-hmm. when I know that it's not mm-hmm. like, I just know. And there have been some things, tattoos, another one. I have a couple of secret hidden tattoos. And then eventually I got some that were more visible after my best friend Kim died of cancer it was really hard for him because he does not like them. And I was like, you have to trust that I know what's right for my body because I'm just as much of a God as you are. Like yeah. I am just as much of yeah. a spirit as you are. Right. Whew. 
This is for I'm me. like over <laughs> here, like, oh my gosh. Sadie, the hype with you is real. Oh my gosh. It's not, you know, when there are people that do this, and then there are people who live this. Totally. Yes. I everything that you're saying, we're talking about vibes. You know how you can give you get vibes from people? Totally. And I've been learning about actual vibes. We say it's a vibe, this zone is a vibe, this person is a vibe. I feel the vibe from you. It oh. hits me. It's it's like you're projecting it out. And it that. is resonating with me so deeply. I can't even tell you how much I know this will impact the listeners. Thank you. Because I I know that you are not alone in this journey. Totally. I know that there are so many silent women totally. listening to this being like, me too. Oh, 100%. Me too. I have felt all of this too. Yep. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Well, vibration is so true. I mean, everything, everything is energy. No, you're like a vortex. Like is, I feel like it's like coming, it's hitting me. I'm like tripping out. I'm uh, like shaky. Oh my I'm gosh, a little bit shaky. You. This is wild. You're, you're the first person where it's been safe to go here Yeah, with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get it. And I respect you yeah. so, so much to, to be where you are and to stay in. I respect you. Well, I feel like that goes right back to you because this is not something that like you can just talk about. Right? I know. I know. And it is scary for sure because there's fear there's around pushback. being different. There just is. And it is, I mean, here's the real honest truth. It's really, really hard. It's really painful. Like it's, it would be so much easier to be like, you're right. I'm going to take down that picture. Yeah. Like, you're right. I was told that that's not modest, but guess what? Like, I cannot, nor will I. Like, I just refuse to believe that that's how it's supposed to be. Like, I refuse to believe that because I want to honor a sacred moment in my life by putting ink on my body, that it's necessarily like it's going to keep me from ultimate salvation. Mm -hmm. Like, I just don't believe it. Because here's the truth, like those are surface level, that's crap. This is all crap. We, that's distracting us from getting into like the depths of the ocean of what really matters. And we get so worried when things feel different because we get so nervous and we think, oh, that's me. That's, that's, that's not right. That's like, wait, 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 wait. I was told walk away, walk away, walk away when really like, what are we so afraid of? Mm -hmm. Like, what are we so afraid of? I just feel like so many men and women live miserable lives their entire life. And then, and then they, they get old. Right. And then they think, oh my gosh, did I really just live my entire life for someone else because I was worried about what they would think or because they told me to live my life this way? And it's a crazy journey, right? Like navigating what we actually believe and what we don't, like mm -hmm. it is way harder than sticking with something that's literally, I mean, because that's what's beautiful about organized religion. They tell you what to do and then you're a good person by default. Mm -hmm. If you keep the commandments, if you do this, that's great. Like you're, but also do you know what it's like to feel like real joy? Do you know what it's like to like go hiking and take off your top <laughs> topless and scream at the top of your lungs and just be like, I feel so free. We were on a bike ride yesterday and my son took off his shirt. He was so nervous. 
we went down this hill. <laughs> it's going to make me emotional too. Oh my gosh. And he's like, mom, I feel so free. And I'm like, that's because you are like, imagine if we stripped ourselves of the concepts and the constructs of things that maybe we don't believe. And maybe you go on this journey and you're like, actually, it's exactly what I believe. Good yeah. for you. Yes. Right? Like, good for you. But do you even know what true, pure joy is? I I am the kind that will always, I, I have to search. My soul craves it. I have to always question because I just know that there's more. My husband's so not the, like he's so different. And yet this year has been so eye-opening for both of us um, and has been really hard for both of us. But but he's understanding me and I'm understanding him differently and honoring our differences. I get a lot of that. Like a lot of women are like, my husband thinks it's weird. I meditate. I'm like, let him think it's weird. Let you him think it's weird. Get to stand up for yourself. He doesn't get to tell you that you can't sit in a corner in stillness with your eyes closed. He doesn't get to tell you whether or not to do that. That's not okay. Like you have a soul and that soul is connected to God and you get to decide what that is. It's really hard when you start opening up those channels because then there's gonna be a lot of pain. There's gonna be a lot of things that you're like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that that was taught to me my whole life and I don't believe it. And yet then you get to choose, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to raise, talk about vibrations. Like you got to raise your vibration up and you've got to be really accountable for what you're going to do with that bitterness. Are you going to let it drive you? Are you going to let it sicken you, make you feel like, cause that's not going to help you with your depression or your happiness or your sadness. You're going to let it go. And it's not going to help you be a better mom. Yeah. That's for sure. And a better person, like not at all. What do you want? How do you want to choose your life and like allow that to take you on this journey of enlightenment, of joy, of happiness? And this, for the record, isn't just about tattoos and crystals and bikinis. This is like, if you want to wear the purple shirt, wear the purple shirt, right? Like, you just don't, I mean, people don't even know what they want or what they like because they've never asked themselves really before, right? Mm -hmm. So it's been a, it actually, the modesty thing came full circle for me this when the assault happened because, and I actually have a post that I've been trying to mull over that I want to post about with this because I was wearing a bikini the day I was assaulted and I've had a lot of shame around the assault. And immediately when it was happening, I was like, it's because I wore a bikini. It's because I was wearing a bikini that yeah. this happened. Yep. And that's because I was shamed for the majority of my life for wanting to wear a bikini. And that's okay. That's shame's not, I'm not pointing blame on anybody. Everybody's just doing the best they can to teach what they think is right, to keep us all from going wayward and to help us all get to back to heaven, right? But it was a very pivotal moment for me because I had to choose whether or not to allow that shame to run with my healing of this assault or whether I knew that that had nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. And no matter what you're wearing, I don't even care if you're naked, that gives no right to any man to touch you. And I allowed myself, I've as I've shed this idea, it was actually a really beautiful part of my healing because since I was in bikini and because I was like, wait, oh my gosh, it's because I was wearing that that happened. I was actually able to be like, 
nope. Because it came The awareness to me. came. Yes. It was like an inner child healing through the assault, right? I was like, okay, that's not real. Why would that make any sense? Because I'm wearing less clothes, it gave someone permission. That is mm-hmm. so beyond ridiculous. But I didn't realize how ridiculous and then it, until it happened to me. And then I was like, that's not right, right? Like it's not something I believe. So... So the work never stops. It never stops. I went on like the longest tangent, but the work never start, stops. I think I answered though, like how to start. You did. just mindfulness, but it never, ever stops. You were constantly, constantly a, a student, constantly. I will constantly forever. And it gets easier though. I think the initial push is is all the effort. And then once you're on this train, the momentum is there and it does get easier. You're quicker to to, to yes. notice things. You're quicker yes. to, and I hate the word fix because it implies that something's broken. So it's not fix something, but recognize something. Yes. And the minute you're, you recognize it, then you, yes. then you go into your toolbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think awareness, intuition, like acknowledging the power that you have, because that's like such a huge first step, right? That's what you are. That's what, that's what, that's who you are. You have to, you have to be brave enough. I think the, I think people's biggest fear, people's biggest fear is actually understanding the power that they have, actually recognizing they are so afraid of what they are actually capable of because then they have to be accountable for that capability. And then what? Mm -hmm. It's not easy enough. It's not, it's, it's, it's not enough to do A, B, and C because someone told you. But that's actually really rad because that's not why we're here. And the more we sink into that power, the more you're right, it does become in a, in a way easier because you become stronger, babe. Like that vibration <laughs> gets higher. You are climbing up that ladder. Yeah. And And here's the thing too is like more is coming at you because you are because you have to grow specifically now. There is no coincidence of any of this that's happening in our world. And I would I would bet the people listening are having more show up for them, more conflict, more pain, more discomfort than ever before as well. And that's listen to that. Like listen. I think it's designed List absolutely mm-hmm. like we are raising we are we have to do more we have to be more and that doesn't mean I say that with like a disclaimer because I think people think by doing more you have to it just feels so busy it's not a time to be busy it's a time to find peace do more that brings you peace yes be selfish that is mm-hmm. such a dumb word like selfish is self-care choose you yes mm-hmm. choose you choose you and then everything can start unfolding everything it's just so important i like i want to touch and hold every single woman and like put their head in my hands and be like do you even understand you like literally can birth humans if you can't understand your power after that, or even just if you've never even had children, or maybe you can't have children, but harnessing the power of your womb, the power of your femininity, the power of your beautiful hormones. I mean, it's a wild ride and it's not always easy at all. 
I love that, that you just threw hormones in there. That, that is a wild. Hormones are a bitch. <laughs> that is a wild ride. But we're made for it. Yeah. I agree with everything that you say, man. It is like, I want to drink you in. And I know that this is, we're, we're really scratching the very tip of the iceberg mm-hmm. with you. So I know that the listeners need to know all the things with you. Where do they find you? What are your courses? What are the retreats? I know yeah. that they fill up so crazy, crazy fast. Yeah. Let's go there because this is, this is just an intro to you. There's so much more. Um, okay. So just simply say to Jane on Instagram. And I have actually been in an ebb and flow, which has actually been really beautiful as I've been healing with the salt that's happened this summer and a lot of painful things that legally I can't talk about. It's also been a really good time for me to be like, I'm going to take a moment. I just think it's so important. Like everybody's going through that and to honor that. So with that being said, um, I feel more content now than ever. I, I am a Capricorn and I am a extremely obsessive go-getter. And so that has also been something like I am a hustler. Let's see. Hustler. That's so funny. I am a hustle mentality <laughs> addict recovery program. I am in that recovery <laughs> program. So Instagram, you can find me on Simply Sadie Jane. Um, and then I have a website and an app and you can find all those links on Instagram. It's just the easiest place to find And the courses right are all laid out. Like the, I went to your website. It's yeah. beautifully done. You Thank can, you. you get exactly, you give a little synopsis, what yep. you can expect, what yep. it's like. Yeah. I have a 90 day self-love course. And then I have a course for children, a self-love course there. And then I have a labor course, a maternity fitness and wellness course. Um, I have a journaling course. Most of my content has moved over to my app. So I have, I release new meditations every single week and you have, there's so many meditations on there for your kids, for you, for pregnancy, for labor, um, and then there's like journaling prompts, there's workouts on there. And yeah, that's where I, that's where I put most of my new content. And then I'm always dripping new stuff on my Instagram and just sharing, you know, on Instagram on my retreats. I, I post on Instagram, I post to my email, but they do sell out within like 24 hours. They're just, it's, I'm very, very grateful because they're, it's, it's hard. It's like calling women like, okay, this is the time to show up. It's a lot of work for them. I'm going to weasel my way on one. Yeah, I'm just going to show up. (laughs) But that's where that's where I talk about the legacy. Let's tie that up real quick. Like I take them through this journey of finding themselves. And so many times we are so afraid and I am guilty of this, too. I'm not anywhere close to being like I have so much more brave work to do. But I um, so many times we are not we fear writing our own legacy because of the legacies before us, because we don't, we, we're worried that they'll be different or we're worried we'll offend uh, specifically our parents or siblings. But if we were free from that fear, what would our legacy be? If we could write our legacy down today, what would it be? What, what did you accomplish? What do you believe? What do you want to be? Um, and I think that comes down to finding that because we don't know, like people say, what do you want? Where do you want to be in 10 years? No, like now, where do you want to be now? Yeah. And manifesting that. And that's a whole nother podcast in and of itself. But I want you back. (laughs) I'm telling you that we're really skimming the surface here with you. For real, for real, for real. And I just can't wait to, I mean, I'm really grateful that you're here and that I get you now. I love you, Wesley. I I think what you're doing is amazing and you're beautiful. And I feel really grateful. 
Okay, do you hear this, the neighbors now? Do you hear these children? <laughs> They're like, it's <laughs> Knocking time. on the window. You guys, find Simply Sadie Jane on Instagram. Get her app. You will be so not disappointed. And I think that you just gave us all homework. I'm going to write my legacy. Yeah. I've never done this before. I'm actually really excited. You pump me up for yeah, this. Yeah, do it like it's now. Like, and And think about what you would want to do, right? Like, Wesley... She has written a New York Times bestseller book, you know, like everything now. I'm doing it. Yeah, it's beautiful. I love you. I think you're so beautiful. I love you so much. So much. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share my voice. You're welcome. You guys, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.